What up, listener? We wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this Blue Wire podcast. Be sure to show your support to this pod by subscribing and dropping a five-star review on iTunes, a follow on Spotify, or the appropriate dap for any other platform you might be listening on. And if you're enjoying this show, chances are you'll like one of our 75 other sports podcasts. Find more shows you'll love at BlueWirePods.com. Thanks again for listening, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Blue Wire. The San Diego Chargers select Joey Bosa. Oh, here comes Bosa! The Los Angeles Chargers select Derwin James. What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to the Powder Blue Review. I am so sorry that I've been gone, honestly, way longer than I ever expected to. I just moved across the country from Georgia back to my home state of Iowa, and I honestly thought I'd be out maybe a couple weeks just for the move and then kind of getting things situated. And getting things situated took a little bit longer than I ever expected it to. So I am truly, truly sorry. I did not mean to, uh, you know, give you guys all that content during the year and then kind of just vanish once the, the regular season got over because the off season is full of exciting and interesting things, including the NFL draft. And I want to be able to give you guys all the content you could possibly want involving NFL draft, free agency, and all that stuff with uh, involving the Chargers. So that's what I plan to do. A lot of stuff has happened since the end of the season. Obviously, we went through the entire NFL playoffs. We obviously had to watch the Chiefs win the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. And I'm sure if you're like me, you just wanted to curse the heavens and beat your head through a wall watching the Chiefs get that Super Bowl done. It's tough, man. It is tough. It was super tough watching that game and just knowing that this is kind of what we have to deal with as Chargers fans for the next 10 to 15 years, depending how long Mahomes decides to play and if he stays with the Chiefs his entire career. But to kind of get us back into the swing of things, get us back into this um, recording swing, I thought it'd be a good idea to ask you guys what you guys want to hear about and kind of do a little bit of a Q&A episode. So looking at that, um, I did reach out on Twitter, and I just said, give me your questions. I want to know what you guys want to talk about. Um, But before we begin, I do want to uh, um, say a few things, guys. Blue Wire here. Uh, Man, we're making moves, and we just got uh, a new partner, um, and it's Bet Online. So get this stuff, guys. We partnered with Bet Online, and, and it's a huge get for us. And, and now if you guys are going to support us, you got to support those who also support us and, and, and people like um, bet online. So guys, uh, there's a promo code we're going to give you betonline.ag. Um, you will get 50% bonus funds with the code blue wire when you sign up with that account. So please go ahead and do that. Support the people who support us. You know, a rising tide raises all ships. That kind of mindset is what kind of keeps this thing going and uh, and gets everybody kind of what they want in the long run. So again, I appreciate you on that. And if I, man, I don't even know if I if I remember, but I am Michael Peterson. I am your host. I hope you guys didn't miss me too much. Please, if you haven't, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Zone Tracks. That's spelled Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. Go ahead and follow the Twitter podcast handle at PB Review Podcast. And check out BoltonBlue.com. That is SB Nation's Los Angeles Chargers blog. And actually, before we kind of get into the meat of this thing, guys, I have an announcement. Now, I actually received 
uh, a job offer. I received my dream job to cover the NFL for SB Nation, sticking with the Chargers and possibly some other California-based sports teams, but full-time. I'm one of the new community editors, one of their new full-time positions, especially after Assembly Bill 5 was enacted to start the season, or the year, pardon me, that kind of messed with the way the SB Nation does their business with their uh, independent contractors. So um, I'm full-time now, which means I have that much more time to also put towards this podcast because I will be doing football for a living. So um, I actually just want to thank you guys. I want to thank everyone else who kind of allowed me to get to this point, allowed me to to really chase my passion and, and enjoyed it enough to, to kind of keep things going and keep me motivated as well. So to all you listeners, I mean, you listening in your chair, in your house, in your car, listening to this right now, I really cannot appreciate it enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the support. Um, again, this is because of people like you, and I plan on, you know, there's no plans in the immediate future of of stopping Powder Blue Review at all. I'm, I'm committed to this thing, and we are going to keep this train rolling. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We're now going to take a quick break to tell you about our brand new sponsor, Bet Online. Did you miss your chance to bet on the Chiefs Niners? Fear not, listener, because Blue Wire is excited to be partnering with Bet Online to help you win big no matter the time of year. With March Madness, the Masters, and Major League Opening Day right around the corner, Bet Online has you covered for all your latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. And plus, it's never too early to lay down your future bet for Super Bowl 2021. Head over to betonline.ag and use our code promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We signed up, it's super easy, and you're already making wagers. It's a fantastic way to support this podcast. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word when you sign up at betonline.ag. Bring your best bets home with BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Like I said earlier, we're going to go over some questions you guys sent in to me and I, I have looked over a good amount of them. Um, hopefully, maybe some of you guys sent some my way since the last time I looked. Um, but we're just going to get kind of right into it. I'm going to answer exactly the questions that you guys want me to answer. So first up, we've got um, this one's from uh, JROGM69. Nice, nice name. Um, he asked, and I'm assuming this isn't terribly serious, a little tongue-in-cheek, but uh, do you think they renewed Lynn because they liked going 5-11 and 11 or getting blown out uh, uh, in the playoffs? So I, I kind of know, obviously, why this question was asked because uh, maybe a lot of people don't believe, you know, the, the year after going 5-11 and 11 was the right time to extend Lynn. You know, maybe after he went 12-4, and four, that's a good time to, to show some confidence in your head coach, but after a five and eleven year where the uh, Chargers lost a league record, pardon me, tied it actually um, with nine games lost by eight or less points, um, probably not the best time. But guys, this is um, probably what the Chargers saw were what was the first year. Obviously, Anthony Lynn went nine and seven. Okay, had an zero and four start, ended very strongly, finishing nine and three to go. Um, nine and seven, and then in 2018, going 12 and four was huge. The, the, the Chargers finally flipped the script on what they're used to doing, right? Losing games uh, that were close. Well, in 18, they ended up kind of winning every single game that was close, and and that's kind of the tale with this with this Chargers team. If they either win them all or they don't, there's really no in between lately. It's either you're close to double digit wins or you're four or five win team. So they saw that, they saw 2018 where it, it was one of the least injured seasons for the Chargers in recent memory as well. And again, that's what happened. 12 and four happened. And then you see this year where they were ravaged and it, 
Honestly, I think this is one of, if not the worst year for injuries, especially in terms of the positions that were hit by the injury bug. And the team went five and 11. Rivers had one of his worst years of his career. Um, I just, I think the Chargers, Spanos and them, they look at this year and then just say, look, when, when things were fine, it got done. When things weren't, and it wasn't just like things weren't fine. Like they were absolutely horrendous. They went five and 11. I mean, I don't know how you blame Anthony Lynn for that. There's definitely some things in terms of game management that Anthony Lynn still struggles with, but in terms of deserving to be with the team maybe a little longer than most, I think he's deserved that. Uh, this next question is from Quam underscore E. Um, real regular in terms of guy who asked me questions, so appreciate you reaching out. His question is, with Bosa, Ingram, Keenan, Dez, Hunter all needing new deals, which player becomes the most likely to not be retained after their current deal? Um so for this question, I fully think that Melvin Ingram is the one to not be retained. I just think in terms of money being spent on him, the importance of him to this team, I don't think he's the most valuable out of those five guys you named. Joey Bosa is going to get a huge contract and they're going to need all the money in the world uh, to sign him. Keenan Allen is the most important offensive player on this team, uh, apart from probably Austin Eckler. Then you've got Desmond King, who took a little bit of a regression year in 2019. Anthony Lynn did call him out after the season. Uh, so hopefully he kind of gets back on the horse and becomes that first team all pro that he was in, in 2018. Uh, Hunter Henry, he's, he's one of the best tight ends in the NFL when he's healthy. Bar none, receiving, touchdown getter. I mean, the guy is clutch. He's He's been one of Phillip Rivers' most trusted uh, targets. And he's good. And, and when a tight end's that good, that's the type of tight end that can help take a team and take them to the next level, really push them past some other teams still struggling to find some semblance of an offense, a complete rounded out offense. Um, so I do love Hunter Henry. So out of Bosa, Ingram, Keenan, Dez, and Hunter, I do believe Melvin Ingram is probably the odd man out on that. Uh, Kwame follows up with um, another question about Pouncey's injury concerns. Uh, with Okun's injury concerns as well, do the Chargers essentially need three to five new offensive linemen? So before uh, Pouncey's, the news of Pouncey, I was thinking that they could easily have someone new at, at either uh, left guard, center, right tackle come uh, this time next season. Um, hell, even right guard. You know, you know what? Hell, I'm, I'm kind of talking myself out of it. I could see a new player at every single position now, I'm not saying they're all going to get replaced, but I could see like there's a chance that someone's new at left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, right tackle. I could see it depending on the various different situations that could happen, depending which tackles they draft, if they draft at all, if they go guard instead of tackle, who they sign in free agency, if Pouncey retires, if Ocon retires. There could literally be someone new. Like There's a chance that someone is new at either of those positions along the offensive line. Um, yeah, let's just... I mean, I don't know how to put this. So he asks, do the Chargers essentially need three to five new offensive linemen? No, I don't think they're going to need to find four or five new offensive linemen. And I think it's going to be a tough draw to try to find three new offensive linemen. I think um, if this is considering Pouncey doesn't retire, I say they need to find one new guard and they need to find one new tackle. If Okung comes back, you need to find a new right tackle. If they re-sign Schofield just because he's been one of the more consistent options at guard, then maybe they find someone to replace Feeney who's been terrible the last two years. And if if um, Forrest Lamp you know, comes back and he's healthy and he earns a starting spot over Feeney, then great, there's a new person at that position. If Pouncey retires and you've got Scott Questenberry at center, 
I don't know if if uh, Pouncey comes back. Maybe they find a place for Questenberry at guard. Uh, I'm really not entirely sure. There's just so many different ways that this offensive line can look um, next year that you could really go on and on about it. Uh, next question. This one is from Eric Waite. It is, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. It looks like white, but with an A in there. Um, he asks, do you think Questenberry is a starting center? If he is, do you think they retain Pouncey and maybe move him to guard? So this is kind of, uh, kind of falls in line with the question, I, uh, the answer I just had for the previous question. I think he's a starting center. I actually think he did a really good job. I mean, he held his ground. I liked him coming out of the draft two years ago. He was my fourth center behind the top three, which included, um, God, off the top of my head, James Daniels. Um, God, there was more people than just that. I'm, I'm blanking sorely, but I know he was like a top three or four guard, uh, excuse me, center for me coming out of the 2018 draft. If they retain Pouncey, you know, they may move him to guard because I guess think of it this way. If they can get the best five offensive linemen on the field, and that's what they want. They don't want to force anybody like a, a round peg into a square hole. But if the guards like Feeney haven't been playing up to par, which he hasn't, then maybe you say, okay, let's get Pouncey back in at center and Questenberry can play guard and um, just see how that works out. I think he has some guard experience from Washington as well. Um, I would be for, I'd be for that. Uh, I really think I would be. Um, when it comes down to it, get the five best offensive line you can on the field at the same time, and usually good things happen um, when you do that. Next question, this is from Sam. Uh, his Twitter handle is Samanella underscore underscore. He says, what do you think really is going to happen with all f- all of our free agents? Henry is resigned, Bosa resigned, Gordon released. Uh, what do you imagine our starting five offensive line to be? Could it be Okala? word farting here could it be okung lamp questionberry pouncy rookie um like the question a lot of things to answer in there i think guys like keenan henry des um bosa are going to be resigned i kind of answered a similar question i think uh, melvin ingram is going to be the odd man out when it comes to um free agent signed i just think he's got a lot of money wrapped up in him and there's that money could be used somewhere else gordon yes i believe gordon's gonna be released i i would be pissed if the team signed him even if it was to an extremely team friendly deal i just don't think he's the future anymore i think he's proven that uh that he doesn't care enough and he overvalued himself and guys like austin eckler and justin jackson have come to work and and are going to be people that i think are more successful within this offense gordon just you know he took a huge step back he's it seems like he needs to be a guy with a completely healthy offensive line because his two good years were with healthy offensive lines everything else was terrible he's not a a player an elite player enough that he transcends the five blockers in front of him it's just He's just not the type of player. And and with this team and their track record of injuries, I just don't think it's the best move. Now, um, what do you imagine our starting five offensive line to be? So if I had to take my best guess, I would say, and this is a little bit biased of what I would want. I would want uh, Russell Okung. I would want Lamp. I would want Pouncey at center. I would want a new guard like Brandon Sheriff to possibly be signed in free agency or Questenberry. Um, and then I would want a rookie right tackle. I think that a combination of uh, a signing in this offseason and a drafting a high offensive lineman would be great. Like if they sign Jack Conklin to be the right tackle, maybe draft a guard really high. If it's um, if Sheriff is possibly signed in, the, in free agency, then a rookie right tackle like Jedrick Wills or Tristan Wirfs from Iowa. I think that's your best bet. Attack it from both sides, double dip, but in two different areas. Draft one, sign one, and I think they're going to be good to go. 
Next question is from Timmy Tran. Uh, his Twitter handle is Timmy Tran Rec. Um, I get it. Uh, what do you predict the identity of the offense to be under Steichen next season? On the other side, do you see any changes to Bradley's system being implemented? So with, I believe Philip Rivers isn't coming back. I just think you don't make a move like that. And especially a guy who loves his family and as important as his family is to him, he's not going to spend an entire football season essentially and uh, completely across the country now, if you think California to Florida, he's not going to do that. He's not going to go through the entire effort of finding a place to live just for that time period to play one more season. I don't know, man. I really thought he was going to last until um, he played his one year in the new LA stadium. I just don't see it happening. I, I just can't imagine. So I believe the team will draft a quarterback or they will roll with Tyrod Taylor. I'm okay with either one. Now, if they draft a quarterback like a Justin Herbert or roll with Tyrod Taylor, then you've got two different quarterbacks that are vastly different from Phillip Rivers. You've got quarterbacks with mobility. You've got quarterbacks with a little bit of a stronger arm. And I think the offense is going to reflect that. So I I think you're going to see some common stuff. There's going to be probably a lot of shotgun uh, balanced out with some under center stuff. I believe the run game things, they're nice motions and misdirections that they've done recently, Um, especially over the last couple of years. They've done some running with almost wide receivers motioning and then looping around and being lead blockers that they found a lot of success of in 2018, especially in that Browns game where Melvin Gordon did run for three touchdowns. It was awesome to see. Um, but they can also do some things now where their play designs are possibly moving the pocket. Now, when quarterbacks are struggling from within the pocket and they need more time because the offensive line is bad, uh, excuse me, offensive coordinators can design plays to move the pockets. You know, their, their rollouts, their bootlegs and stuff like that. And obviously rollouts and bootlegs were not in Rivers vocabulary, right? He, He didn't have the athletic ability to even make them work. So I think the play action game is going to be vastly different. Now you can do under center, um, play action without it just being dives, right? Without him just taking a few steps behind him, faking it, turning around and throwing it. You've got, you can fake wide zone, outside zone. You can fake naked bootlegs where you don't have a blocker in front of the quarterback to protect him because he's athletic enough to get that space that he needs, that type of separation. Um, I think it's going to be exciting. There's a lot more things that uh, the offense can do now. It's not so limited by uh, Rivers' athleticism. And I think that's super exciting and and something we should all be looking forward to um, this next season. The second part of that question was, uh, do you see any changes to Bradley's system being implemented? Um, I honestly don't because Bradley's system has always been successful with the right people. Um, and he's shown that when the people are healthy enough within a system in LA, that the system works, right? Derwin James, Desmond King last year, Joey Bosa. I think he's still missing a few things. And that includes uh, a real penetrating three tech, uh, a huge behemoth of a nose guard that can gobble up, uh, double teams. Now he also needs a good solid middle linebacker. And I think that's still drew tranquil. Um, but he's got to share up a few things. Another cornerback zone corner opposite Casey Hayward would be ideal. Mike Davis, Brandon face on like they're stopgap people. They're not going to survive. They're not the long-term answers at either of those positions. So, um, in general, yeah, I'd probably say there, I'd really don't see any changes. I think they're going to try to draft and sign people that fit the system. Um, but apart from that, actually, now that I think about it, um, they're probably going to blitz more, you know, realizing that they're, they blitz 14 and a half percent of the time, which was, um, the lowest or the fourth lowest or something like that in the league. Um, they, I think 
had too much confidence in Joy Bosa and Melvin Ingram, and that's why they thought, oh, well, you know, we don't have to blitz anything more than four. We can get pressure. Well, they didn't get pressure. They had the fifth least amount of sacks in the entire NFL. Joy Bosa had, I think, 11 and a half, which was the second best of his career. Melvin Ingram had seven. I mean, there. it's just we've got one guy with double digit sacks and he's barely getting double digit sacks, right? Uh, Derwin James wasn't there. So that's obviously probably why they didn't blitz that well, because they don't have many people that are really effective blitzers uh, outside of Derwin James and sometimes Desmond King. So I expect them to blitz a lot more barring the health of some of those important players that know how to get after uh, the quarterback. Um, that does it for today's questions, guys. I really appreciate you sending those things in. Um, next episode, next week, will probably be later in the week. I am flying to LA for job training and uh, onboarding that stuff with my new position with SB Nation. But uh, when I get back late Thursday, I'll probably have, um, I'll probably record on Friday and have it out Saturday. So it'll be a week from this Saturday. I apologize. I, I leave in two days for a weekend or for a wedding, excuse me, that's all weekend, and then I have one day back before I, I fly out to LA. So I do apologize. We are back in this thing, and it's going to be more consistent. I'm going to get back in the swing of things. So greatly appreciate you guys hanging out with me today. Um, but it's time to go. It's time to rest and get some relaxation. So I appreciate you guys as always. Thank you once again. Only can do this because of the support you guys give me. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Powder Blue Review. We've got so much left to come. We've got guests. We've got scouting reports. We've got everything in between that you will want between now and the NFL draft, into training camp, into next season. We're going to keep the content coming. So once again, love you guys. This has been Michael Peterson with the Powder Blue Review, and I will see you guys next week.